0: hello it's me i am not dead i (laughs) if you're still listening on this podcast you are a true fan as always this will probably be the first of an infrequent series i guess that is just me exploring the intentionality or high agency life that i want really want for myself and it's with a new friend that i've made serena collier she is a sister of uh, the house that we have set up in San Francisco. And she has done a lot in her life, which is very impressive and interesting. And I asked her on a complete whim to write down what she thought about intentionality because I do want to have that more in my life. I don't agree with like, I don't think that like, I, I can apply everything that she does to me because I think I need different things than her. Uh, primarily the not needing to journal, primarily not needing to have a list of things that i'm intentional about like i think i cannot be intentional about something without knowing what i'm being intentional about it's almost a truism for me but it doesn't seem to be an issue for her to juggle like 20 things that you're intentional about whereas for me if i have a fifth most important thing to me it just never gets done (laughs) so it's kind of sad anyway um serena was very obliging and talked about a lot of things. Uh, The audio quality was not great because basically I'm just using one mic to cover two people and it was all set up and we have some little bit of background noise that we couldn't really avoid. But we got it recorded and I'm just posting it up for my own reference and maybe for your enjoyment. Cheers. I wanted to capture your thoughts on intentionality because you live your life with intention. Mm -hmm. I think in languages in picking what you do you can describe what else how else you apply intentionality and i would describe one of my biggest flaws as not having intentionality when i do things so how do you think about intentionality
1: i guess at its core intentionality is all about having taste it's about having taste and vision okay it's the combination of taste and like standards so it's saying this is what i like or if you're not at a place where you know what you like because sometimes that's hard to come by. It's the, you're either lucky where it's you stumble upon it quickly or you're born with it or it's something that just takes a lot of time and effort to go to do that. So sometimes the easier thing to answer is what don't I like? What don't I want? And I think it's kind of once you start to develop this idea of what do you enjoy, what don't you enjoy, that you can begin to live your life with intentionality okay it's the to be intentional it's you have to have taste but you also have to live your life with a series of standards okay of what you have you have to say it's like oh i do like this but the question is is looking at your life it's. Do I like this enough that it's, this is something that I want to pursue? This is something that is meaningful to me. And oftentimes that can boil down to feelings of, this is what actually makes me feel happy. This is something that improves my life, that I actually see like a visible difference, or like this is something that is fun or something I want to explore more. And you have to kind of create these series of standards for yourself saying it's the, why shouldn't I pursue what I want? Why shouldn't I get everything that I so desire? Okay, and so it's you kind of have to create to some extent like a little fantasy world saying in my most ideal life, in my richest life where nothing is a question, it's how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to spend my money? What do I want my life to look like? And oftentimes it's things that you can do now. So if you're thinking about saying, I love painting and in my richest life, I would paint every single day and live in Paris and do that. What really is there to stopping you from doing that now? It's no real point maybe trying to make a lot of money because at the end of the day, that doesn't make you happy. So why would you do that instead of living your dream today? And so it's kind of having that standard and that fantasy and an understanding of yourself. It's what do I ultimately want my world to look like or what don't I want it to look like? because sometimes that's the easier thing yeah. to do like we were saying going back to like taste. Yeah. I don't want to spend time alone or it's the I don't want to have to be stressed picking up my phone all the time having to do this. And so it's thinking about where does this lie in a fantastical world where it's you don't think about life stress or the other inputs that exist. Yeah. And so you kind of start to create like this world of This is what I want. This is where I want to go. And then this kind of ties into a little bit of your standards where it's the why shouldn't I do this? I I
0: need Mm -hmm. to pause before we go on to there. Something I didn't I didn't establish was where you use intentionality. Mm -hmm. Um, You're probably going to say everywhere. Yes. but specifics State would be would be helpful mm-hmm. uh so yeah, to know, give the, an idea the, yeah the, the things that the things i have most impression of is you learning like seven eight languages mm-hmm. uh specifically um the most impressive would maybe be russian uh, with yes. zero prep when you decided that you would go mm-hmm. to russia just before covid and deciding to learn that in a, in a very short amount of time but you have experience from from prior from learning prior languages before mm-hmm. like what, okay, okay. So the, we'll lock thing. in the language thing, but what other intention high intentionality things would you say have most impacted your life?
1: Okay. So I guess kind of before I go into the intentionality, one of the other yeah. points I want to make, is when you choose to live your life with intentionality, it really is like an all or nothing type of thing. It's the small details that matter. Cause if mm. you're lazy, in one aspect, you're probably going to be no, in the other. Okay. But that's not saying go gung ho for everything. Cause that's not necessarily, reasonable yeah but it's the idea of it's i'm going to be intentional about this i also want to be intentional about this area of my life and so it's more so that type of concept is intentionality is a decision you have to make at the end of the day it's not a choice you're not given a and b pick one or the other it's the this is what i see this is what i want and i'm going to go after it yeah so going back to your question i guess we can kind of start with languages so How the intentionality formed for this for me is, as a little girl, I was always fascinated by the world. My mother grew up abroad and my father spent a lot of time working in war zones in other countries. So I grew up hearing stories of people larger than life, of far off places, and I grew up in a place that, for the most part, was pretty homogeneous. So for me, hearing my parents' stories and I was also an avid, avid reader. I just grew up hearing about these fantastic places. And so for me, they just sounded super exciting. So my taste and my desire was that this sounds like fun. This is what I want to go and do. But I came from a background where doing that wasn't the norm, okay? Leaving the state wasn't a normal thing to go and meet to other people. So in my head was, how do I get To this point to get what i want i want to go and travel the world i want to see the world i want to live abroad but i want to create very intimate relationships with people where there's actually meaning and so in my head it was if i learn another language i will at least have an opportunity or a chance to kind of get there and so it's the i'm going to start to learn how to do this and then that's kind of like where the desire aspect comes from there, a little bit of the fuel. And then it's the idea of standards. It's, you have interactions with people all the time where there's different language levels and you can see very easily how that can impact people's relationships with others or how seriously they take people. And you can also see to an extent how language impacts how you see the world. So for me, it was the idea of my standard is if I am to learn another language, I want to learn it to the point that I'm as close to a native speaker as possible because I want to be able to connect to people on that level. I want to be able to experience life on that level. I want the opportunity to live in that. And so when going to learn another language and to take the opportunity, whether you're like moving to a new place and you're trying to work out for life, it's the thinking about the end goal and how do I want to get there? Where do I want to go? And then it's working on a plan saying how can I get there and think about it in like feasible stints. So for me, when learning a language, that comes into like order. So the intentionality starts, it's my number one thing is I want to communicate with people. So oftentimes it's the, if you think about communications, it's speaking and listening are like the two biggest things so it's the listening to around and trying to get an understanding of the culture so it's listening to music it's watching movies and making a point to go and do that and to if you don't have someone else that you can practice with because that's not a possibility in a lot of places or something that i had it's having conversations with yourself thinking about okay if i'm here and i meet someone new what's the conversation we're going to have it's like where's your name what are your where are you from? Do you want to go and do this? And trying to have these talks in your head, or it's like, I want to have late night conversations with my friends where we're talking about life. So it's the what are points I want to get across and trying to learn that vocabulary, trying to understand like the sentiments of where people come from. And then this kind of goes into a little bit about like the fantasy. It's having the audacity. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. It's having the audacity. To believe that you can get there and you're going to do what it's take. It's the, yeah, I'm going to be terrible at this language. I'm going to be a complete idiot at it, but, and people are going to think I'm stupid. I'm probably going to feel stupid, but it's the going out there and saying, I'm going to do this. And it's every time you fail, quote unquote, or things don't go well. It's the, you're in love with the idea enough that you're like, I might get beaten down every single day, but I'm gonna pick myself up and I'm gonna keep going and going and going. So to an extent is you have to have like this stubbornness about you, this uncompromising nature, this fearlessness, where it's like, I'm just gonna go and do this, okay? Regardless of the consequences or how it makes you feel. And there's a lot of times when you live your life with intentionality where you're questioning everything you do, okay? You are like, is this even worth it? Why am I doing this? this isn't necessarily fun to go and do but you have to keep pushing and pushing because that's the intentionality intentionality is living your life with purpose and living it with direction and if you really want to accomplish that you can't question it Mm -hmm. you can question it but it's one of those is at the end of the day you just got to do it no matter how painful it is and a lot of that comes down to it's like what is your tenacity level and what is your resilience is how quickly can you move it can you take that battering to your ego or to your mental state okay do you love whatever you're doing enough or whatever you were dreaming about enough to go and do it and i think that in like a very high level is what the secret to intentionality is and i think the path to get there is different for everyone i think everyone to some degree lives their life with intentionality And everyone has the potential to acquire it in every single aspect of their life. It's just kind of looking to see what do, for back of a better term, it's what do people think that they are lacking and trying to target what that is, okay? Perhaps it's the, they don't know what they like, they haven't done enough exploration to figure that out, or Perhaps it's the idea of like standards. Perhaps they've been told that they should be neutral about things instead of feeling things passionately or trying to go for things that they desire or that good enough is great. Oftentimes good enough is it's good, but there's better out there. And when you're living your life with intentionality, it's the you're searching for better. You're not searching for good enough. Okay, you're searching for that end game. And then for some people, it's the They have all of those parts there, but it's the fear of all the bad things that could happen that are keeping them stuck behind. It's the, if I do this, people might look at me funnily, or if I do this, maybe I won't get ahead. And there are times where you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks where living your life with intentionality is gonna suck. Bad things are gonna happen, okay? Things won't go according to plan. And it's you just have to make the personal decision that whatever it is you want, Is worth all of that pain. And if it's not. Don't live your life like that. Live your life with the intentionality of. Yes I do want this. But it's not worth what I'm giving up. So I'm intentionally going to live my life. Like that. And that goes back to like your standards. And your taste. And what you want. So. So tying I guess into your next question. Is like what are the areas. That I tend to live my life with intentionality. That tends to be what i personally strive for so for me in life the things that truly make me happy is meaningful connections with other people so when i'm intentional about things it's the i'm intentional about my relationships that i have it's the when i get to know people i guess for me it's i my fantasy world about people is that Everyone is good. Everyone is interesting. Everyone has the potential to become something and to be my friend. So when I go and meet people, my desire for meaningfulness and my intentionality is I want to know who you are as a person, okay? What do you like? What don't you like? What do you like to do for fun? Where do you want to go? What are all the wonderful little idiosyncrasies that make you you, because I think that's just so fun and it's fantastic, it's what I think is one of the most positive things about having a relationship and it's about building that meaningful connection between two people where it's very much mutual and it's sometimes I'll meet people or not sometimes, oftentimes I'll meet people where it's like I don't hit it off and it's I still try to meet them because it's the idea of how I see people, I want to live my life with intention of the I want to get to know people. I want to give people these opportunities. And some of that's past experience, my relationships with other people, and then part of that is my desire. So I'm very intentional about that. And then I'm also now, I guess, more intentional from these relationships, not about how I go about them, but also to the degree of a relationship that I want. Because you can have lots of levels of different friends. You can have, friends that are like your work friends or your school friends where you talk about whatever you're doing you have nice little like small talk you can grab like a coffee or something like that like very simple like that's great friendships to have you can have friends where you do a couple things here or there it's like maybe we grab meals together we can go and talk about a couple of things and then you also have friends who it's the i absolutely adore this person okay it's it's the type of friends you know it's when you meet and you just like click right off the bat, or it's might be not right off the bat, but it's, there's a complementariness that exists between souls. It's, as I've gotten older, the ones where you just click is something that feeds me as a person so much more than the others. So when I'm going into relationships, I'm very much looking for that type of relationship. And I am putting the effort to build those relationships and to maintain it because like yes it is great to have those friends but for me it's friends are my family and I want to live it with intention because I want those to be a part of my life so my selection process is a lot more narrow than it used to be and that's just because when I imagine my life on how I want to live it I want to be surrounded by people that I absolutely adore and that absolutely adore me and that aren't just relegated to like one area of my life. Those are the friendships for me, the relationships that make life worth it. So I have intentionality of how I approach people. The other thing to know about me is I consider myself a very artistic person. Um, I believe that everything has the potential to become something. Everything is beautiful, it just depends on how you see it. And when i am able to discover that beauty or create that beauty it just makes me really really happy because the world just seems like such a more wonderful and enjoyable place to do and it's very easy to go around your life saying like that's just a chair or it's the i'm just gonna eat food because i want so for me it's i start looking for little ways in my life to try to bring in that creativity that magic that exists so one of the things we had earlier this week was a dinner party okay and it's the idea of a dinner party is kind of like art you're creating this beautiful moment in time and if you think about it it's what do you want people to remember is you want them to remember like great food okay because part of that's like a creative outlet for me i want it to look beautiful i want it to taste beautiful and i want people to look back on this and be like wow this was fantastic i want them to think about the people that you curated and crafted there being like every single person that i met was super, super cool. I want them to look at the ambience. Like I said, I want to create art. I want my life to be art. And so I pick aspects of my life of what bring me personal enjoyment. What brings me enjoyment is things like music. I love listening to music, crafting the mood for it's like what you're trying to tell the story. I want to eat really good food. I want to see beautiful things, okay? I want to create things. And so it's living the intentionality of the, yeah, I can just put my shoes wherever, but I'm going to put them here because how nice is it to have the idea of walking into a home where it's like everything's like in place, not in like a sterile way, but it's the, I aesthetically like the way that this feels. That for me is a place that I live my life and intentionality. The other, I guess, main aspect that I live my life as intentionality is going to be my actions and it's i guess when i say actions it's the how do i choose to spend my time and for a part of that a major portion is going to be like my work or my education okay because that's for how a lot of people how they spend it and so it's me thinking about okay i just want to be happy in life that's kind of like my end goal, I guess, with intentionality is why I choose to do the int- intentional about things is because I want to be happy in life. And these are each things that bring me happiness now and that I think will bring me happiness in the future. So when I'm looking at my career, whatever it will be, it's the, I think about what is the type of life I want to live now and what is the type of life I want to live in the future. And the idea, I guess, about this like taste, standards, and desires is that it's completely fluid. It changes all the time. What I liked five years ago is not the same thing that I like today. What I'm going to like for a year now is going to be completely different. And I think it's also having the understanding that it changes, and so you have to change with it. But I guess going back to career, it's having an understanding of this is what I want. How do I want to spend my time? Because it's no point in having how you choose to spend most of your time be kind of miserable. So it's thinking about like what you value. I think it's when you're looking at a career, there's about, if you're looking at a job for when you're considering what to do, it's, there's about like four real aspects that kind of bring happiness. The more you acquire, the happier you're gonna be. If you don't have any of them, you're not gonna be happy. So when you're looking for like your first job or your second, you at least need one or two. And if so, you're in a very good place To kind of start climbing one of them is you love the work the subject matter of it okay you love what you're learning what you're creating and it's very fulfilling for you for whatever you find to be fulfilling another one is going to be location perhaps the location you're in is you love the lifestyle that exists or you love the type of people that fit in the city and that it's it just feeds your soul another one is that perhaps your career gives you time It gives you the time to go and do whatever the heck, whether you want to go and start your own business, you want to catch up on your sleep, you want to learn how to play guitar or you want to travel, it gives you the time to do that. And then the other way that you can get fulfillment is with money. It gives you enough money that you can live the lifestyle that you want or you can go and quit your job in a couple years start your own business or go and use it to like travel or retire early. Okay. And it kind of depends on like what you prioritize. And so it's having an idea of saying, okay, I want all of these at the end of the day. And I think if you acquire all of those, you're going to be very satisfied in your career. Okay. But it also depends on what you ultimately want. But I think it's looking, saying like, okay, what are the little things that I do want? It's okay. I want this because I'm fascinated by this. Maybe I have an incensed curiosity. So I need a job that it's, I'm constantly looking for things, searching for things. Okay. Maybe because it's like, I like new information. Maybe it's, I like creating things. I like helping people and it's trying to find where that is and where you can actually fit that in to your career. Cause it might not be like directly in your face. So it might not be saying, I want to help people. You don't have to be a doctor. help people okay you don't have to be a social worker or a teacher or have a job that's like very people oriented perhaps it's the this is an injustice that i see in the world or an area that i see people are like struggling with maybe i can create a tool that can help people to try to like get that or maybe if i can spread some sort of positivity or something that that can have a ripple effect and cause it to change because it's, you really do have to be the change you want to see in the world. And you really do have to create it because if you don't, there's no guarantee that it will change or that things will happen and that they will improve with the lifeline that you have. And yeah, this is so far thoughts.
0: There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, there's element that you skipped which is stubbornness yes and uncompromising
1: stubbornness is uncompromising this one is how you last with intentionality okay if you're going to be intentional about things you have to be stubborn mm-hmm. about it you have to be uncompromising and what your standards are okay because some people might say it's not a good idea or they might punish you okay for following what you ultimately want or for your intentions for things and so it's to an extent you have to be a rebel without a cause you have to be like in spite of this I am going to continue to do this so it's more so it's the mental space that you have to have if you're going to live your life with intention you have to make the decision saying I am going to be intentional about this this is what I'm going to do no one's going to change my mind About it. The only one who can change your mind at the end of the day is you But it's you have to make that conscious decision and you have to be uncompromising in your decision to do that You can't backtrack and say one day. I'm going to do this the next day I'm not because if you oscillate you're not going to get as far as you would like and it's the idea of like It's a muscle. Okay. It's something you have to keep doing and doing until it just becomes Natural and it's also how you see results because things don't change in a day it takes time to build things and so it's the same thing when you're doing intentionality
0: yeah is there so a few Mm -hmm. like short questions uh do you journal
1: i don't journal no
0: do you think you should or do you don't need need it
1: i think journaling depends on like the individual ultimately i'm gonna be honest i'm an overthinker okay i always have been for me i guess my overthinking is my form of journaling so to speak i like to think about all the possibilities that when are going do you to happen overthink? i wouldn't say there's a particular time or that there's a particular stimulus that causes it it's, yeah. sometimes it just like appears or i'm just thinking about something or it's the idea of like a rabbit hole where it's you hear you see something and it just goes down to here here and then sometimes there are instances where in my life where it's like something happens and i just got to think about it and i just follow it through
0: and what do you do you, do you go on a walk do you sit by yourself do you
1: uh, for me, it very much depends, I guess, on my particular mood and what I am entertaining because I guess when you're journaling, there's there's various different things that people are trying to do because ultimately, I think it's as people, we have various different learning styles. You have some people who are like visual, some people who are like auditorial, some people who actually have to write things out and for some, there's actually, it's like very cathartic to actually use your hands to do something because they're very, very tactile. So when you're journaling, sometimes it's just like the act. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're like drawing pictures, it doesn't matter what you are write. Sometimes it's people, it's the, I have to get this down. So that way I can see my thought process of what I'm doing. Okay. And then for some people it's, yeah, some people it's, they want to remember things is why they journal. Some people, they want to track their thought process. Some people it's just like a moment in time where it's they can just dedicate it to themselves and have quiet. Everyone does it for different reasons. I guess for me, it's if I was to journal, okay? It would be to get my thoughts out and to think things through. That's personally how I would use it. But for me, my brain thinks a little bit faster than my hands. Yep. Okay. And I go from one thought to the next to the next. So for me, journaling kind of stops my personal flow, but that's a me thing and not necessarily something that I would (coughs) recommend to other people. It's based off personal style.
0: And you have a good memory. Mm -hmm. Part of the journaling function for me is remembering what I think, Exactly. which sometimes I forget. And then do you have an idea of how many intentions you have concurrently at any one time?
1: To be honest, no, I don't, I could probably think about it really hard too, but I think it's, I'm going to be honest, 2 I've basically always been stubborn my whole life. I've had very strong taste. My mom can tell you stories of how I was only like a couple months old and I would go and pick my clothes up. Wouldn't match at all, okay? And my mom would be like, "Hey, everyone. she'd be like, Serena, you should sure go wear it. And I'd be like, no, I'm wearing this, okay? So I have had a very distinctive taste my whole life and I've always been very stubborn about it, okay? That's just who i have been as a person and it's just throughout my life i've been able to channel that and to a certain extent and so it's just par for me i guess personality so when i'm looking at it it's how do i live my life with intention and how many i don't think it's necessarily about a numbers yeah
0: just asking yeah
1: trying to think how many would i say
0: because like can you realistically have 20 intentions simultaneously just juggling all of them i think you can i don't know
1: i think you can i think it's up to the individual and how deep you want to go yeah. into it because your intentionality could be 20 random things that's like you want to do so it's the i want to go on more walks i want to spend more time in nature i want to find more peace so maybe it's the intentionality is i want to be more at peace so thinking about when are you happiest maybe it's going outside going on a walk maybe it's eating good food talking to a friend and so within that you can have 20 different ways of being intentional and i think that's something that's super manageable to do and then there's some people who is like oh i want to do this 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 and this and it's the i guess it's kind of the idea of in what aspects some people it's like overall category and then sometimes i want to do this 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 and this so it's ultimately it's just personal choice on how much you think you can handle and then also how your brain just works naturally
0: yeah interesting um you know I, I'll, I'll give my personal example mm-hmm. like my top intention is to be healthy or lose weight this year mm-hmm. um, but then Somewhere in like position four or five is guitar. Yes. I should have got a guitar tutor right Mm -hmm. by now, but I haven't. And then I'm just like, should I just give that up? Because I have like like three, four Mm -hmm. other things I need to do. It sounds like the answer is no.
1: I would say no. Because the intentionality is I want to learn how to play guitar. That is what you are intending to do. The you hiring a tutor is a tool to be able to ascertain that, okay? Tools are interchangeable. So, getting better at guitar, it's thinking about how do you do that. It's part of it is just trying and playing. So, if you have a little time here or there, go and play something. Maybe you meet someone who knows how to play guitar and it's like, teach me, watch a video. Part of it is just like yeah. listening to music and hearing those different styles. It all adds up to that intentionality. It just might be a slower it's process. Slow. Yeah,
0: I need it okay? faster.
1: And intentionality has nothing to do with timing, okay? It doesn't yield results faster. You don't give yourself deadlines?
0: You don't give yourself...
1: For some things I do, others I don't. But intentionality has nothing to do with timelines. Intentionality is, I think, the decision to go after what you want. And it's just how you go about that is different. And that is the part that is flexible and fluid. For people, okay. Mm. So it's you want to learn how to play guitar that makes you happy. So I think you should, okay. <laughs> so it's find the time to go and do it because you will because you love it, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's you perhaps haven't done it because it hasn't been worth it to you because there's something else you will desire. Or there's like always like four
0: or five other things I could always be doing <laughs> than doing this. You know, so that it's is always true. it always gets keeps getting bumped off, and I'm just like. Look, I'm the same level I was three years ago.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's because I haven't been serious about it.
1: Yeah. Well, then, if you want to be serious about it, you just have to make the decision that you're changing and understand that it's if you're doing time for that, you're going to have to give in some other way unless you create more time or build more time. And it's just you being intentional about it, saying, okay, I want to make this a priority. It's going to be painful because I have to go and find the teacher. Okay. And then I have to carve this out of my day when I could be spending it to do X, Y, and Z, but it has to be a conscious decision of what you are doing. That's part of intentionality. Okay. So you don't have to have one cause tools are that, but if this is the method that you want to do, you have to commit, it's going to be painful. Okay. But you're going to be happy doing it and it's going to get you to your goal. It's just trade-offs, and it's only up to you to decide which of those trade-offs is worth it. I guess it's for me in life, I don't necessarily believe that there are like hard and fast rules. You can't do this. You can do this. Realistically, it's the idea of agency. You can do anything you want. We were talking about this last Friday, okay? You can go dancing on the street. You can go and catch a plane any which way. Quit your job. Go and do whatever the heck you want. There really is nothing stopping you from doing any of that. But there are consequences that do come with those decisions and it's ultimately up to you to decide which of those consequences is worth it and which ones aren't it's the same thing with the intentionality okay is it worth it for you to take that time using that particular method to learn guitar versus doing something else if it is use that tool if it's not find another way to pursue it
0: yeah I mean, the, the, maybe the more brutal answer is it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't actually value it that much.
1: And that's fine. Yeah. You can enjoy a, something.
0: There's a fantasy that I can achieve.
1: But the thing is this. You have to live in that fantastical world where you can achieve it. That's the thing. I told you, you have to have the audacity to believe that there's nothing you can't do and that there's all the time in the world, okay? That you can make time. You have to have that fantastical belief in yourself. But why? It's
0: just going to make me unhappy. Will it? Because I'm not going to achieve that.
1: Or are you just yeah, telling assuming,
0: assuming that I've decided that it's not worth it.
1: Yes, but at that point, you don't want that anymore. Yeah. So if you're unhappy, it, to some extent, it does signal that you do want it. Yeah. So if you do want it, you should pursue it. <laughs> okay, look. It's one of those things is, I guess, when you're talking about fantasy, it's you have to think about your... Like I said, it's the world you want to create. You want to do that, so it's you should go and pursue it. But it's the, you might not reach it, okay? You might not hit the level that you want, but I don't think just because you don't think you can or realistically you can't, if you think to yourself, that that should stop you from striving to do that. It's the idea of getting better at something or the idea of when you're in like school, someone says like, oh, you're not good at this, okay? Are you really going to let what someone else thinks tell you what to do? Or if you're not good at this, why would you focus on that saying being like, Okay, I'm not good at this, but I want to get better at this. Okay, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But if it's something you do, I don't think the idea that you won't accomplish your goals should stop you because that's fear that is talking right now. Okay, it's fear that is there. Saying that it's like I can't do this, and so because I can't do that, it's not worth my time. I should do something that I can accomplish, or something that I have the potential to reach that. It's like not necessarily. Yeah. And also just as you are unlikely to reach that goal, you are just as likely to reach that goal. Okay? And it's I think you continue to go for it. Because why not? Literally, why not? There's no nothing bad that comes from it. Okay and you can always readjust later on. Because maybe you go for it all the way and then you're getting close, but then something else sounds more fun to go and do. Go and do that.
0: And drop the the thing I just committed to.
1: Yeah. If it doesn't make you as happy anymore or as mm-hmm. happy, why would you spend your time doing that?
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you, I mean, but that how often does that actually happen for you, that you drop things?
1: I drop things? How often would I say it happens? Because I'm mm-hmm.
0: potentially talking to Sasha about drop, that she should drop a couple of things right now. Mm-hmm. And she like she doesn't want to drop things because she wants to finish things. And obviously that's a respectable thing. But it is. But like perhaps it's no longer giving you joy, mm-hmm. you should drop
1: it. You should. But there's a couple different reasons using kind of that example of like why that could be the case. Perhaps the way she chooses to live her life with intentionality isn't the I want to do this activity, this activity, and this activity. But perhaps it's the, when I give my word and I'm committing to something, I'm gonna follow through with it. Yeah. That's the intentionality she wants to live with her life. Okay. She wants to make promises, be able to keep it. She wants to see things through from the start to the finish. Yeah. So keeping through that, it's like she is doing everything she said. Yeah. So that is one scenario that it could be. Mm-hmm. And if so, I would say it's like, even if it is hard, you should because that's your standards, that's your morals. It's the principle of the matter at the end of the day. And so you should pursue that because that's what's going to make you happy. That's what's going to give you peace of mind, okay? That is the intentionality you are living by. But the opposite, I guess, of that, it's humans are naturally creatures of habit. They follow different patterns, okay? It's very easy. And if you think about schedule, that is a pattern. You do the same things here. It's very comfortable to us. It's the way our brains are hardwired. It's... When you think about that, why people have a hard time stopping certain habits, it makes sense. It's a force of habit and it's kind of the idea of breaking any habit. The easiest way, honestly, is to replace it. Psychologi- psychologically speaking, okay? When you look at psychology, it's, you're, it's easier to replace a habit yep. than it is to just like cut it. So perhaps she's better off replacing the habit so maybe it's i spend more time oh no these,
0: this. these are just commitments not habits yeah but yeah
1: no but a commitment is a habit i, I have a habit of doing this just mm-hmm. think about it. it's a corollary cool okay slightly different but it's a corollary so it's the perhaps they're doing it because i've been doing this for a while i feel like i need to do it it's just a habit that i do these commitments and if, so you have to stop and make a very conscious decision and have an honest conversation with yourself Okay. Or perhaps have it with another person because sometimes it is nice to have someone where it's like you can bounce ideas off of, or where someone can say, from my perspective, it is this. But don't put all your weight into what they say because at the end of the day, it is your life. But it's going to be a conscious decision being like, okay, I'm doing too much. I don't want to live my life like this. This isn't bringing me joy. I'm just doing this because of habit. Then it's, you will have to drop some of that or it's looking to see what you're doing and saying okay do i like this do i not like this and so i think those are like the two potentials in that environment it's is the intentionality of i do it from the beginning to the end is that's your intention or is it your intention it's the i want to learn this 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 and this and if it's i want to learn this 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 and this it's thinking about it, saying, okay, are these actually my intentions? Do I want to do these specific thing? And if so you pursue them no matter how hard it is until you no longer want to do that. Okay. Or it doesn't serve its purpose because it drains something that you value more than that. Okay. Or it's looking at that saying, I'm just doing this because it's a force of habit or I need to, and then it's understanding saying like, okay, I need to stop doing this or if someone says you have to do this and this, you don't have to do what people tell you to do. It's your life. Yeah. You should live it your way and if so, you need to think about and say like, okay, I'm supposed to do this and this but I'm not going to because that's not me and there's no one in the world or nothing that says that I have to do this, it might be easier, okay, or it's just other people showing care or just the way that it always has been but it's the uncompromising nature saying I'm just going to do this because this is me and I'm going to deal with the consequences of it and just go full steam ahead.
0: love it. Okay. Do you have any questions that you want to ask me? I ask you a lot of stuff.
1: Why do you want to live your life with intentionality?
0: I feel that everything that I've done so far it has not been very intentional. I just mm-hmm. kind of went with the flow and paid attention to what what I did abnormally well at what I enjoyed and I just kind of mm-hmm. did that. but all the things that I have failed to achieve in life has been due to lack of intention
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I realized that you are uh, you know it, intentionality is very important to you and I kind of wanted to download that mm-hmm. so that's why we're doing this. I may or may not be wrong be right on, on that idea that everything that I fail to do in life has been uh, due to a lack of intention but it's a hypothesis that um, I think is probably pretty accurate just because I spend no time fanning um, and uh, I, I feel like if I continue to live life that way I will waste the rest of my youth mm-hmm. uh, if I don't do something drastically different
1: Okay. So, then what is intentionality for you? You touched on it a little bit, mm. but what does it stuff. mean? Stuff.
0: <laughs> no, um, so, 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 okay, uh, in my own words, uh, intentionality is like. You can
1: also even point to those and on which ones you think resonate with you.
0: Right. Okay, <clears throat> let's, let's try to go through that. Uh, so, you have taste standards, desire, stubbornness, tenacity, fantasy, and commitment. Let's just call it all or nothing or commitment. I do think commitment or all or nothingness is important. I think. Maybe taste and standards are the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can kind of combine that. Desire and stubbornness and tenacity are the same thing. You can kind of combine that. Desire and fantasy might be the same thing, and kind of mm-hmm. combine that. So maybe there's like three or four real groupings in there.
1: No, yeah, crossovers.
0: but for me, like the reason I ask you things like, do you journal? Mm-hmm. Do you have a special time? Do you do you have a list of your current intentions? Um, these are to me systems by which I, I, I execute my intentions, mm-hmm. currently I don't have any of that. Okay. But I, I feel like if I had that, I would run my life better because mm-hmm. right now I, I just have a vague cloud of things in my head that I kind of want to do, but mm-hmm. I have no plan for, no, no timeline, no...
1: So you don't have up. a system or an actionable no plan?
0: No system. System is really just work with a bunch of people and then they all have demands on my time and then mm-hmm. I work with them and like sometimes... The you know like I have this conference in June, in June yes so I got to do it by then and then it just fault works backwards from there of like things I need to deliver before that that's the intention it's just time deadlines mm-hmm. and it some, makes sense. Of the most but it also goes to, in to life,
1: standards. Uh, in a way. Uh, yes,
0: um, so where that, you that, place that, your that, priorities and where that, you like, lie. Yeah. Um, I I work well when other people um, are help me hold up the standards because then I don't need to define my own standards. Um, I can just kind of work on standards with other people. The One of the kind of two-by-two two matrices I kind of like is Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Framework. I don't know if you've come across it. No, I'm not familiar um, with it. Basically it's kind of like uh, the trade-off between internal expectations and external expectations and um, she's sort of putting people in a sorting hat, classifying with people, uh, by how they respond to internal expectations. So, for example, if you respond negatively to external expectations of you and you only listen to your internal expectations mm-hmm. of yourself, you're kind of a rebel. Yes. And so that's the, the label for that. Whereas uh, the majority of people, including myself, are more obligers. Um, I'm perfectly happy to disappoint my own internal expectations, mm-hmm. but when I've made a commitment to other people or people expecting of me as an external expectation, I do my best to reach to meet, to, to, to meet them. And then there's there's two others which are sort of the mm-hmm. counter, counter perspectives of that. So like yeah the system for achieving high standards is to just work with other people. And that has actually worked very, very well. Every time I collab with somebody, that's that's why I tend to have a, a lot of like business partners on things mm-hmm. that I do that, that I do because they tend to be the system and then I am the creative that just kind of works with them. But I do think that there's some things where it is a solo endeavor, there's no deadline. Mm-hmm. But the the longer I let slip, the the more sort of life gets away from me. Yes. And, you know, at, at the ripe old age of thirty seven, I have wasted probably ten to fifteen years of my life not being intentional about things that I should have been. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. That that I should I should fix that.
1: So then in the past ten to fifteen years, what about intentionality do you think kept you from pursuing it?
0: believing that if I did whatever was easy or convenient or kind of went with the flow, that things would just kind of work out. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think that's a crazy idea because I think luck definitely does have a place in this world. And I guess if you want my 10 cents about everything you've kind of said, I think you're on on the route to living your life with intentionality okay listening to you speak it's you look at your life you've done an assessment of what you want to like some extent even if it is very vague okay and you've made a decision that this is what i want to do this is what i want to be and if you think about it now it's the way you operate is that you like a system you like a plan for me i don't need a hard and fast plan. that's just my well i don't
0: i think i would like a plan i currently don't have one
1: no but you do this is part of your plan this yes. conversation right here yes. is you starting to enact your plan. You're like, I want to do this, how do I get here? You're currently researching is basically what you're doing. Yeah. So I think it's for you, the next step is because you like it out there and you like working with other people. Mm-hmm. Let's incorporate that into the plan, okay? Let's, if you like writing it down, let's start journaling. Let's start writing saying, okay, let me think. This is what I want, okay? You want to do it with people? Talk to your friends, talk to your family saying like, This is what I want to do. You want to join me with this. Can you help keep me accountable? Because that's helpful to have that support system and that structure. So the same way you've gone about your businesses and gone through life is the exact same way you can go through with intentionality. Mm -hmm. Intentionality isn't something that necessarily has to be done alone. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. Okay. And you don't have to have these vague ideas. You can have very specific and you can come up with the plan. And you are already doing that. And so if you want to get it, I think it's honestly, you're starting it now and it's going to be achievable for you to live your life of intention in like a years, two years time. And when I say that, you will see the differences in your life and you'll be like, oh, I am actually doing this. And you'll have that muscle by then where it becomes second nature for you. So I think you're already on the path. I think it's, we just need the concrete plan, Yeah. okay? and the only thing i would say that is probably more personal is you just have to think about what you want and to what standards you're going to hold your life yeah. okay you do that thinking and then from there you can also talk to other people about it yeah. okay because that's how you do well you work well with people bouncing off of their ideas thinking about it yeah. the only thing i will say is because we were talking about the horses and swears you have your rebels and your obligers you take
0: let me look up the other two
1: okay you're thinking about external stimuluses. So it's just when you are having these conversations with other people, understand that they are coming at it from their own experience of what they know about you and also what they know about life or perhaps what they personally want. So like, listen to them, take them seriously, but also take it with a grain of salt because one, they don't inherently know better than you. And then two, their thoughts might not align with yours. It's great to have that feedback and it's great to have that support system, but you can't rely on other people to make decisions for your own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, so some things do feel very lonely, uh, the, the weight loss and the health. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the probably number two or three priority in my life is the dating mm-hmm. um which has been abjectly abysmal yes <laughs> or non-existent and it feels like there's no option there mm-hmm. but I, I mean i probably I have enough friends that i could probably not be alone on that which is useful
1: it is useful but it's and i agree it's i'm gonna be honest living with your life with intentionality can be lonely to be honest but yeah. it's the There's a difference between, I guess, being alone and being lonely, Hmm. okay? And it's oftentimes it's the loneliest because you can be surrounded by all the people in the world, but still not feel like they care that there is this, but you can be alone and still feel full. And I would say it's think about the aspects that make you feel lonely. so when we're talking about like health and losing weight. What specifically about this makes it feel hard or makes it feel like you are? alone if you can pinpoint it
0: oh i mean you know i'm the only one around for all my meals Mm -hmm. and so i can't expect anyone else to be there with me
1: interesting thing is i think you can you have crafted an amazing friend group Mm -hmm. who genuinely care Mm -hmm. okay i think it's you can start planning being like let's grab meals so it's like for me it's i have a flexible schedule let's grab breakfast every day (laughs) we can cook here Yes. we can go want, and do that i
0: want to cook the the, the eggs mm-hmm. that you did because that's freaking amazing
1: isn't it great i've
0: been looking for like perfect scrambled eggs for a long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the last time i had like A plus scrambled eggs was like i can almost remember the date 2017 in new york oh wow the exact restaurant mm-hmm. and i haven't had good eggs since then
1: but sometimes it can be hard to find <laughs> it's true <laughs> but it's like i can show you specifically like how <laughs> to do it and we can work on it till yeah, we get it perfect yeah, yeah. but I think it's health is like such a big thing and it is a very personal and I understand it's like how it can be hard I guess yeah. for me yeah. I had the opposite experience I always had issues like gaining weight growing up and
0: Oof, I can teach you okay that so easily
1: no but it was one of the things is I have such a fast metabolism that it doesn't matter how much I eat I'll always be thin oh. and that wasn't an issue with a lot of kids or people growing up and people were very mean about it at times okay and to some extent they still are so it's when you're talking about being alone it's like when you are this journey where it's people don't necessarily understand the toll it takes on you or other people or it's the I have to do this this, and this but it's like there isn't anyone there it very much does speak but I guess it's you can kind of try to craft that world as much as you want, okay? It's you can try to call a friend who's somewhere else. You can try to always schedule your meals with that or say, let's go into this. Because a lot of people, it's I'd say it's health is one of those things that is becoming a major priority in people's lives, okay? And so maybe they won't be able to join for everything, but you can always include little parts here or there, whether it's just like simple conversations or be like, let's go on a walk today. Or even if you go to a park or something and you meet people there, Because you don't have to just stick with your own system. And sometimes it can just be those strangers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, No, I I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't think it's enough to cause the really kind of drastic change that I need. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I need to lose 40 pounds more than I already have lost. Um, And so that's just a very long journey because I haven't been that since I was Mm -hmm. 16, 17. No, Uh, it is.
1: And it's a tough one. Yeah. But... I think it's manageable, and it's, if you need more support, I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out, okay? And then a lot of people in your life are going to be more observant than you think, that they'll notice things like that, it's just sometimes they don't say things. So I think it's, it's the hard part, but starting those like conversations, yeah. it's very easy, I think, to get that support if you have the right people around you, and I think you do, and if you don't, you will learn, and I th- if that's not the case, we go and find them it's a whole entire world I, I told you it's my perspective on people there's a whole entire world of people who are absolutely fantastic kind super interesting that could be a friends it's the when I moved here to um, San Francisco I was talking to friends and he's like oh do you know anyone in San Francisco and I said no I've never been here before I don't know anyone and he was like oh that must be lonely I'm like no I have a whole entire city of potential new friends that's so exciting like that's so exciting, mm. okay? I don't know when they're going to appear up, but it's like it's going to be wonderful, and it's having that kind of like mentality. Mm. I think is going out there, seeking it, doing it.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: No, thank you, and also let me know. However, I can't help in any aspect.
0: You have you feel very helpful. I think you're inspirational. Um, this is why, like you know, the the moment you're like intentionality is your thing, I was like, okay, I gotta double click on that and download how you think about it, Mm -hmm. um, maybe put it in my own words so it's internalized, but, um, yeah, I I would like to be more like that, so.
1: I think, like I said, you're already starting.
0: Yeah. Oh, the other Mm -hmm. thing, the other other thing I do a lot of is I'm a very good learner. I learn things really quickly. I, I that's an amazing skill to have. I host conversations for a living. (laughs) But then the doing is, is harder and mm-hmm. the doing needs some tenacity, some stubbornness, some standards, some commitment, yeah. It does. Yeah, I need to work on that.
1: <laughs> no, and I get that because for me I'm more of an ideas person than, yeah. than all the way through. Following yeah. through is something I've worked very hard in, in my life yeah. and so, but yeah. it's gonna be fun. And just, I would say this, understand that it's going to be painful in the process. But when you make it to the other side, you will realize there's no greener grass. There's nothing better.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think if you ever write a book someday, I'd love for you to write the intentionality <laughs> book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, who are your inspirations? Who do you look up to? And like, So when you, you said things, I was, I was writing some notes. When yes. you said things like rich life, mm-hmm. there's, an, there's one other person that says that a lot. I don't uh-huh. know if you know
1: no i'm not aware yeah, that's it okay
0: he's from like sort of i, I will teach you to be rich and mm-hmm. he always talks about envisioning your rich life and how like it's kind of like the the new rich dad poor dad where like okay like this is what a poor person would do what would a rich person, rich do? person do and then like you sort of eventually become that mm-hmm. um so that's that's interesting and then the other the other thing that triggered um a quote or a memory mm-hmm. it was taste um are you familiar with the ira glass taste gap Thing. Nope. Pray to uh, tell. When you, so Ira Glass is the guy who started This American Life, which is mm-hmm. one of the longest running radio shows ever and an inspiration for a lot of like podcasters out there and just creators in general. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, the reason a lot of people give up when they start something creative is that they have this taste <clears throat> and the taste far exceeds their ex- the current potential mm-hmm. to, pers- to,
2: to execute the thing that they want to do. Nobody uh, tells people who are beginners and I really wish somebody had told this to me is that um all of us who do creative work like you know we get into it and we get into it because we have good taste but it's like there's a gap that for the first couple years that you're making stuff what you're making isn't so good okay it's not that great it's, it's it's trying to be good it has ambition to good, but it's not quite that good but your taste the thing that got you into the game you're, your taste is still killer and your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making kind of a disappointment to you you know what I mean a lot of people never get past that phase a lot of people at that point they quit and the thing I I would just like say to you with all my heart is that most everybody I know who does interesting creative work they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be they knew it felt short it didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have and the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that, and for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, you got to know it's totally normal, and the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story, because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to ca- catch up and close that gap, and your, the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. In my case, like I, I took longer to figure out how to do this than anybody I've ever met. It takes a while. It's gonna take you a while. It's normal to take a while and you just have to fight your way through that. Okay? Yes.
0: So there's this gap that they have. I mean, he calls it the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you can call it the taste gap, whatever. And so your whole job as a creator is to understand that the reason you got into this business in the first place is because you have taste and it, it, it's not being fulfilled by what's out there or you just want to express yourself mm-hmm. in, in some way and uh, Then your job is to close that gap eventually But the, the reason you you feel like you suck right now is because you're you you're not there yet, and that's okay You just have to work towards it.
1: Yeah, I have actually heard of that concept Yeah, and it's, it's a pretty the, popular one. It is and I definitely do think it is exists, but I also think that it's a very positive idea because it means if that is that growth it i mean that gap it means that there's an opportunity for growth
0: yeah
1: okay it means there's always room for improvement or not even room for improvement because that implies that what you're doing now isn't good enough it's there is always room for future possibilities or exploration mm-hmm. okay because where you are currently isn't necessarily a bad place okay where you're going though in the future is just better and it's not better for the magnitude scared, it's better because it's different and it's whatever you want and what you can do with it, and that's the exciting part.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I would also say it kind of reminds me of an idea that I read from a. It was about a Japanese manga manga illustrator who passed away. I don't remember the specific details on his name, but it's one of the things that struck me is he was giving basically a speech tour down in the Caribbean and it's very difficult, I guess, to get artists down there because life is hard and it's not necessarily a job that is truly valued on par with others. We experience this in a lot of different cultures. But his advice was, if you want to be an artist, don't do it. He said, only create art if you can't stop. If to not make art, would be the same for you to stop breathing Mm -hmm. that is when you should create it Mm -hmm. and to an extent I think it's a very beautiful way to think about it and perhaps a very beautiful way to think about life Mm -hmm. or other pursuits it's Mm -hmm. the you shouldn't necessarily do things because you can but because the corollary of not doing it would be to kill a part of yourself and I think it's that level of passion is something we should all strive to have in various areas of our lives.
0: Yeah. I should write more. You should. I used to be a much better, well-known blogger. Like all mm-hmm. my all my reputation right now is from like it's like kind of glory days of blogging from uh-huh. like twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one. Then I stopped. Cause I got too busy.
1: I got that. Life happens. So what do you like to write about?
0: Um, Mostly like tech stuff, career stuff. Um, Yeah, that's like people like something like two to three million people have read my post on Mm -hmm. learning in public, which is.
1: I'm gonna stop you here though. You're talking about how other people are reacting to yours and what people read of sure. yours. I am asking like, what am I proud of? What are you proud of? What yeah. currently intrigues you? What's an idea you want to explore? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what is fun for you? And perhaps yeah. it's the same thing.
2: Yeah, uh, so so fun.
0: I want to. I'm pre- I'm going to write something about intentionality, or like mm-hmm. I've been calling like like this the, the system. You know, my, my the way I operate my life. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I am I'm proud of things that change people's lives that that people come up and tell me like. Yep, this, this thing helped me get started. I have a, you know, I'm a career changer. I used to be in finance and mm-hmm. not in tech. Literally, this past weekend, there was a guy who was like, you know, I'm trying to go through this transition myself. I don't have any resources. I'm like, I've got the perfect one for you because yes. I've been where you are. And uh, the, the, the expression on that guy's face when I showed it to him uh, it was magical. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew I'd just changed his life like that. And it was great. Yeah. So I lo- love that sort of thing. And uh, so, so I, I want to keep doing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I haven't sounds in, like fun in three years. Mm-hmm. I should keep. I should get on that. I just don't. I, I just don't feel as confident right now as I did back then, which is funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, sometimes you're more confident when you're younger, and then like you grow older, and you're like, ah, oh, there's so much I don't know.
1: That is true. You
0: know, but so. you
1: need to change your mindset of what I don't know is exciting. Yeah. It's it's the growth mindset, okay? The abundance mindset yeah. is that what I don't know is exciting because that means there's so much out there. Because yeah. it'd be kind of boring and sad if you knew everything. It means everything is predictable. No. So yeah. it's hard. And then I think it's the other thing is I think as we grow older, we're also kind of taught to fear yeah. more because yeah. it's the... We feel yeah. like we have so much to lose, okay?
2: Yep. Definitely and we're taught that...
1: that there are consequences to everything that you do, because yeah. it's when you're young, it's you don't really think about that, yeah. and it's to an extent, it's I think that that's one of the flaws in society. Okay, is that they tell you that it's, all these bad things are going to happen? You shouldn't do this. If you do this, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Instead of the, why not go try? Why not go and do this? Yeah, and so I think it's, that's also like one of the things that maybe ties in a little bit with intentionality. It's you have to have that fearlessness of the, I'm not going to fall. And you get hurt, you get hurt, but you're not thinking about that because you're not playing to keep what you have. You're playing to win. Mm -hmm. It's a different mindset and it's a very different strategy. And I think once you make that shift, that's when you actually accomplish things. And that's also to an extent when you lose the fear that exists that we've been taught to have or that we've learned amazing you're so wise <laughs> not really I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go along <laughs> there's still so much in life that I haven't learned yet that I'm still figuring it out and like I said for me that's such an exciting idea it's such an exciting idea and I'm more to life. really excited to see what happens where I go for me, it's, my future is exciting. Everything is getting better. My life five years from now, ten years from now, is going to be infinitely better than it is now. And I'm going to be honest, I am at the point in my life where I'm going to be honest, I'm incredibly happy. Like if I was to die today, I would die without regrets. Because I will have lived a very fulfilling life. I will die happy. For me, everything more than this is just a cherry on top. And I think I'm very fortunate to meet there, and I hope that everyone gets that privilege someday.
2: Love it.
0: I'm excited to see where you go, and you I'm know. excited. i happy that you dropped, air dropped into our lives.
1: <laughs> I am
0: too. With, with, a, with a little bit of drama, but you know, no big deal. It
1: makes it exciting. It's a fun story, you know. It's a fun story. Uh,
0: I should, I should have been around for it, but like you know, I was. It's life. With family.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I'm here now. You're here now? I'm here now. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're a friend. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. That's all I got. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, let me let me cool. a pause. Was that was that alright for you?
1: No, I'm that's fine by me.